Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia Chapter Podcast. I'm your host as always, unless that changes, Tony Heil, the Director of Communications and Public Policy here at the Greater Philadelphia Chapter. If you've been listening to past podcasts, you've heard from people with ALS, you've heard from uh, State Representative Brian Cutler and other advocates, you've heard from researchers, you've heard from the president of the ALS Association, and you've heard from Allison Walker, who will also be on this podcast. And adding to that list of luminaries is um, our co-guest today, Holly Bennett, who um, has been involved with the Lehigh Valley Walk to Defeat ALS for over a decade now, so a good portion of her life. And um, so we're going to be talking about the walk, we're going to be talking about ALS generally, the Ice Bucket Challenge, how things have changed over the 10 plus years that Holly's been involved, Allison's work with this particular walk in Lehigh Valley, and at the end of our half hour or so, if we have time, we're going to tackle ISIS, um, racism, the economy in Greece, so um, Holly's prepared with a lot of really great ideas, and it really just depends on how we get there uh, in terms of time. So um, listen for that, definitely get to the whole show. Um, in addition to this, uh, we care very much about the families we serve and want to shout out, um, just give a mention to a couple people who've passed away this past weekend. Uh, every week we have really awful news at our chapter because as Allison will talk about and Holly will talk about, we become personally connected. Uh, this past weekend when this was recorded on June 22nd, so it's the weekend of June 20th, uh, Father's Day weekend, uh, we lost Shelby Oppenheimer, who was a involved with our chapter for 20 plus years, 20 years, um, and we're very sad in there, and then also Brian Mitstarfer, um, who was, you know, it was sad, really sad to me, because he's a father of ALS, his uh, son was the second place fundraiser at the Hershey Walk, and Brian and his son cut the ribbon just two weeks ago at the walk, so just to put that in perspective, and get Holly in a good mood to start this podcast, of course. Um, anyway, we are here in Nazareth, Pennsylvania, the second most famous Nazareth in the world. And thank you, Holly and Allison, for joining the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for having me, too, again. All right. And thanks, Allison, for agreeing to come on two podcasts. Obviously, I must be doing something right. Um, so let's start with Holly, uh, because we've heard from Allison before a bit. But um, you have been involved with this particular walk for... Oh, is it 12 years now? This this will be the 12th year, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so tell us a bit about your ALS story um, and, you know, what drove you to start this walk, why ALS is important to you. Okay. Um, ultimately, this is actually a really timely um, uh, point to do this podcast. Um, it is actually um, 12 years this week that we've lost my grandmother, Ruth Lichtemalner, to ALS. Um, my grandmother was diagnosed um, on New Year's Eve of... 2002, so I hope my math is right there. That's right. Um, so what happened was she was diagnosed in 2002 after um, some time of struggling with symptoms that we could not actually um, identify or, you know, kind of conclude what it was. So it was a long trail until we found out that she actually had ALS. When we found out she had ALS, it was kind of um, shocking. It, not kind of. It was extremely shocking. Uh, we are a very close family. I'm an only child. My mother's an only child. And my grandmother was an only child. And um, we always would just roll up our sleeves to help each other no matter what we could. Now, when you're faced with ALS, as we all know, um, there's not much you can do in terms of um, rolling up your sleeves and getting it work done. 
Um, so we supported her in every way we could in terms of getting her to her doctor's appointments, which were up here in the Lehigh Valley with Dr. Mackin at the Lehigh, Lehigh Valley Hospital, which is now the Lehigh Valley Health Network, and um, made sure she was getting all of her medical care. She was diagnosed by Dr. Mackin um, there. And from that point on, um, we started to experience more of the day-to-day -day struggles, and my grandfather was the primary caretaker at that point, along with my mother, as I had been a newlywed at that time, trying to start my life. It was kind of difficult for me in my career to be there all the time, but certainly was reaching out to my grandfather and my mother as much as we could. Uh, when we came across information about the ALS Association and my father and I were runners and we approached the association with what can we do, maybe start a run, was actually what we had in mind. Um, and that's when I had the wonderful opportunity of meeting Allison. We've been friends for a long time now. And um, I remember sitting at a diner um, somewhere down near Center Valley and presenting the idea of a run to her when she pulled out this really large binder <laughs> and said, we have a better, a better, a more, a plan that's already in place. And binders full of events. Binders, binders full, full of events. <laughs> and um, it was, a, I was very impressed with um, what was presented to me at that time because I knew not only would I be hitting a um, section of my community that were runners, but it really broadened the scope of who I could reach. And that was ultimately the inception of the Lehigh Valley Walk to defeat ALS. Um, so having gotten that big binder full of events and thoughts in my head, Allison was always there, my right-hand person to ask questions to, and we just kind of put our heads down and started to work on it. What I thought would happen that year, which was, now I guess, 2003, was maybe we'd have 100 walkers <laughs> and maybe maybe we'd raise $15,000, maybe. Um, my whole goal was my grandmother was still living at the time, and I wanted her there. I presented it to her as, I need to do something. I can't help you from a medical perspective, but I know that if I can, A, raise awareness in the Lehigh Valley and B, raise some money to work towards a cure and C, raise some money to help you and other patients in the Lehigh Valley with the technology and support that you need, I will be helping in every way I could possibly think of at that point. So um, she was she was hesitant but excited for me because she knew I needed that as my outlet and um, she did participate in the first walk. She cut the ribbon with my grandfather, and I was astonished that we had raised over $40,000 and had over three, 400 walkers, mm -hmm. I think it was. So for me, that was the beginning. I thought, wow. Um, it was very obvious to me at that point that the Lehigh Valley had a very strong um, need for a presence of the Lehigh Valley ALS, you know, ALS Association in the Lehigh Valley, I should say, because it wasn't just Ruth Lichtenwalner with ALS. There was neighbors, co-workers, friends all around the Easton, Bethlehem, Allentown area that also had ALS, and they wanted to come out and show their support. And that, to me, made it all worthwhile because I wasn't alone. My family wasn't alone anymore. There were lots of people out there that wanted to get involved. And that was just the first year. That's really exciting. And, and Allison, you had really just started. You started in yes. 2002? I started in November of 2002. Um, and it's funny that Holly mentions that diner because every time I go to a Lehigh Valley Walk committee meeting, I pass that diner. And it makes me smile. <laughs> do you but, yeah, I do. Every time. I know I, it was right on 309. So um, it does, it actually makes me smile every time because, um, you know, Holly and I, actually I think Holly was one of my first committee uh, chairs and as Holly mentioned, we've been friends now for 
12 years, um, <laughs> really, really long time. Um, and uh, we kind of figured out how to do it together, which mm -hmm. was fabulous. Mm -hmm. And I think we've really built something um, in, in the Lehigh Valley that just keeps growing and growing. Um, and uh, I think, you know, hopefully one day we won't, we won't need the walk anymore. But for right now, um, I think it's, it's a great testament to what um, a little idea um, can do and, and how much it can bring to the area. Yeah, and you talk about that you guys became friends so quick. I'm here, like I said, the second most famous Nazareth. And <laughs> here in your house and your kids, you're like, oh, Allison's coming. And they all know what's happening. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think that both of you probably formed a lot of bonds with a lot of people from the start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when we began the walk, we... I feel that it began grassroots, but we had a support group, and um, I'm, I don't know if you've spoken to Wendy Barnes in any of your podcasts. We should get Wendy, we should on, get Wendy, Wendy on board. All right, that's Wendy. a public acknowledgement. Are you, are you listening, Wendy? Wendy, <laughs> um, Wendy really introduced, well, she was she was the facilitator along with Gail Hausman, another yeah. plug, who's mm -hmm. also a phenomenal, phenomenal person in the ALS Association, um, got us involved in the support group, and that was a tremendous help for us. When we were in the support group, we really started to develop relationships with other patients that had ALS, and from that... You know, you just continue to learn more. You know, when you start talking about ALS, you start talking about this walk that you're trying to plan and you're inviting 60 of your family and friends or whoever you can get your hands on to come. Oh, well, I have a coworker, or oh, my friend has a cousin or oh, this person has an uncle. So it was quite amazing how our connections started to happen. And now, you know, we've been through... Um, so many years, our committee has evolved quite a bit, and a lot of our relationships, I think, are very obvious in that committee. Mm -hmm. um, we, unfortunately, we, we've had the gamut. Um, we've had an ALS patient sit on our committee who learned that she had ALS while she was working with us. Oh, wow. Um, which, you know... She had I, the familial version, and she was involved because of her father and her brother, and then was oh. diagnosed. Um, and we had suspected... Kind of and I think she knew, too. Yeah, honestly. But, you know, that was difficult for us because she really had passion and desire and she had the familiar um, um, of the disease, the, that type of the disease. And, you know, she had the passion to find a cure. And then we had the passion to help her through her journey when she was diagnosed. So those are things that you just never forget, you know, when you're sitting at a table planning events with somebody who's directly affected like that, who didn't know she was directly affected when she started her endeavor to be with us. Um, then, you know, you can stem from that where we've, we've met family that are like now family to me. Um, the Spence fam or the Catcher family um, is just another example. Um, Donna Catcher and Don Catcher. Spence. Spence. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's the least bad thing they could be called. Um, again, I, I see them and their extended family, and we just embrace every time, and we get caught up on our lives, and they want to know about my children, and I want to know, how is everybody doing? And it's like we don't skip a beat, even if we don't see each other for months at a time. They are now not just ALS connections. They are part of my close internet, my inner circle of friends and, and family. Um, and I can say that about many of the families that come to the walk every year. Um, Hank, Hank is another one that I just love to see him. I love to see his smile. Um, it's what, why we do what we do. Yeah. 
And you talk about that when you started, um, you had the diagnosis of Dr. Mackin, who's still at the clinic, still comes to the walks. You talk about Wendy and Gail. And for both of you, there's a lot of stability, especially with this walk. And yeah, really with the other walks, too. And what, how does that feel, seeing those people again, knowing that they're still there as the caregivers and name for the cause? And I'm sure it makes it easier to do it, too, knowing you're working with the same committee people, same caregivers, same people that are connected to the disease. I always um, make the analogy that the ALS walk in Lehigh Valley is similar to a wedding day because it's it's that important and it's that much fun to see all of your friends and family on that day. So yeah. But there's and no open bar. No, no open don't. bar. No. So, so it would rank low in terms of weddings, <laughs> but very high in terms of charity. Yeah. But seriously, yeah. it, it's really that much so it's very much like a wedding day for me. Um, I look forward to it. I get very anxious about it. Um, it's fun just to go and see everybody. Um, and I think the difficult part is every year I hope for some reason that there's going to be less new patients. You know, and, and not, I mean, that's all our hope, all of our hope. Right. And I think that's frustrating from that perspective because you always do have new patient families and you kind of want to not have to include them. You want to kind of keep it like, oh, well, we don't need to worry about new families because it doesn't affect anybody else anymore. But unfortunately, it does. And then they end up growing a part of that family that we get to see every year. And you just look forward to seeing them and, and trying to get them acclimated. Make sure they understand everything that the ALS Association can provide to them. Um, I always like to talk to new patients to tell them, you know, they are at the right place because the ALS Association is such a wonderful organization. And... Um, um, that's a good point. It's a good educational um, point, a, a good you know way to teach people is you know you can introduce them to other patients and and get them talking to each other and oh this person received this technology oh maybe you could look into that or mm -hmm. maybe we need to you know you know talk to so and so to help you. It, it's really um, a networking um, yet yeah, just a fun relaxed way to say we're here to support each other. Mm -hmm. Which goes above and beyond your original goal to raise fifteen thousand dollars. Yes. <laughs> which hopefully the walk raises more than that. It, and, and it does. But, but you, um, your original goal was to raise some money and awareness, and now you're doing going above and beyond with connecting people to services. Yeah. And obviously the money is, is so very important, as I know we'll talk further about that. Um, but it's almost, now that I reflect on it, it's, it's almost more important that those connections are continually mm -hmm. happening because right. those patients need to understand how much we care about them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my grandmother sat there and some of the other patients that we've lost or are struggling, they, they've been there. So now we need to make sure that the new patients understand that they're not alone. Yeah. They're not alone. And for me, the walk is always something that um, it, it gives – it gives everybody a sense of community. It gives everybody a sense that you're not, you know, as Holly mentioned, that you're not going through this journey alone. Um, but the other thing that I like about the walk is that it does give people something that they can do. Um, I've had, you know, patient families that have said to me, you know, their loved one was diagnosed and maybe their loved one doesn't even come to the walk, but they come because this is the way that they can support them. And I have team captains that say, you know, I was never the person that was good at science, so I'm never going to be the person to, you know, do the research to to um, to find the cure for this disease that my loved one has. But at least if I can put together a team and raise money, I'm helping my loved one in their journey, but I'm also helping other people, and I can do what I can do what I can do. 
Um, and I think that's really what the walk is is about, is doing what you can do to help those that, you know, need the help. Yes, you're not telling some people, come to my table in Nazareth, and sorry for the, the Nazareth jokes, but you're not coming to my table to come up with the genetic answer to ALS. You're coming here to raise a few dollars that's going to make an immediate impact. Yep. I also think another important part of the walk is it's so family orientated. Mm -hmm. It is community based, but um, the way we can include our families is I think it's really important that we continue to educate each other, but future generations, because they do hold the answers. They are going to be the mm -hmm. people that help us through to get um, the cure, to find the cure and, and to continue to, you know, um, march on Capitol Hill and, and get the support that we need. So for me, as a mother now of three, which is so different as from the person I was when I started, right. I use it as a, as a teaching moment, you know, and, and I know that later this afternoon, Sydney wants to chat with Alice and she wants to get more involved. She's 10 years old and she, through mom, understands ALS is just as important as any other disease that might be out there. You might hear about other diseases more, but ALS is just as important. And I think that's an important message to teach our, our, our children. So. Well, that's a really uh, important and, and interesting point because if you listen to one of our other po recent podcasts with 15-year-old uh, Shohini Banerjee, she's only 15 and did uh, award-winning research on ALS in her community and connecting with others to learn more about ALS and go to school to, to possibly go to college to get a cure, which is amazing at 15. Um, sadly, the met person we mentioned who uh, passed away, his son, second place fundraiser, it, the overall at the walk, not the second best young fundraiser, but he's only like, I think 11 or 12. Uh, yeah. And so we have a lot of young people and you see that all your, all yep. of your walks. Um, and so what's that, you know, and you have grown up seeing a lot of these kids like Bet Holly's kids grow up yep. in this walk. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think it's great. I think that we have so many um, kids that are doing things. We have, you know, our hot chocolate chairs, Larry and Jill Kaplan, their, their son and daughter just did a, um, a fundraising event for us. This is the second year in a row that they've uh, done the fundraising event for the ALS Association that they've put together themselves. The only, um, the only thing that their parents did for them was drive them places because they're not quite old enough to drive. Um, so I And that raised over $1,000. That raised over $1,000. two kids. And the oldest one? As uh, she's going to be about she's going to be about mitzvah, so uh, twelve or thirteen. Yeah, that's um, amazing. So yeah, yeah. So it's um, it is it's, and I think it definitely shows what a little bit of um, you know, just a little bit of of knowledge and and a little bit of drive can do. Um, and a lot of times we see kids come to the walk, and they that's where they learn that they can do something. They they've sort of put together a team, or they or they've put together their own um, fundraising page, and they see how much money they can raise doing that, and then it gives them the drive to do something else. Um, so again, it's a, sort of another unintended consequence of the of the walks is that you are. Um, sort of instilling in the next generation um, that charitableness that, you know, we need. Um, well, you call it an unintended consequence. <laughs> I think it's an intended consequence. You are teaching through an example to your children that this is important, whether it's this cause specifically or helping others generally. And like you said, it's a family-oriented event. Mm -hmm. So it, we are trying to teach our kids that you should do good things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you're talking about what it's like uh, to tell families, to tell young people what's possible. And I want to go back to that first walk when you're hoping to raise $15,000 and see what the Lehigh Valley could do. Mm -hmm. It's also showing what this valley, this mm -hmm. area can do because no one, when you start something like this out, knows what's possible in mm -hmm. their region. But 
kind of shows what you can do here in this particular community. Right. I, I, I think I still, every, every fall when we do the walk, typically in October, I'm amazed at the community. The, the community support and the way they embrace us as an association is phenomenal. Um, honestly, I think when I started the walk, I, my expectations, as you, you could hear, $15,000 wasn't all that much. But from a corporate perspective, in the past years, we've had some generous, generous sponsors. Um, the, they've come out from their workplaces. They've come out as communities. We've had mom groups walk, mm -hmm. you know, um, women that are raising their children at home that want to do community work for their for the Lehigh Valley, and they came to the ALS walk. I mean, that speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. um, and again, teaching through example. Teaching through examples. We've had Girl Scout troops. We've had cheerleading groups. We've just had so many people that have said yes to us and, and did it so without hesitation. Yep. So, yeah. It's and quite it, amazing. And it's been, you know... Uh, as Holly mentioned a little bit with the with the corporations, we have um, we've had some really strong uh, corporate sponsors that have really made this walk possible. Lehigh Valley um, Health Network has been a sponsor from probably the start. Majestic Athletics, um, they they are a, a, just a, a great great friend. Sam Adams, um, they just uh, did their golf outing. They've been doing a golf outing for us every year, which that money is used as their sponsorship. And this year's golf outing, which just took place a few weeks ago, raised over twenty three thousand mm -hmm. um, dollars, which is just absolutely amazing. Um, and you know, I could go on and on. Air Products has been a sponsor. Hovis Inc has been a sponsor, um, and still Hovis Inc still is a sponsor. The Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, where we hold the walk, they actually in addition to hosting the walk, our sponsor of the event. So we're very, very fortunate with the corporate support. We just had last year Hatfield, uh, Will Clemens, um, the Clemens Group and Hatfield um, Meets was, was a sponsor as well. So um, it's not, you know, it, it's a great event for corporations as well. Um, and it's one of, one of the things that um, you can sponsor and put together a team. And then your employees can come out, you know, as part of your team um, and really have a sense of what they're doing to help the community right in the Lehigh Valley. And in my experience with this walk, especially in the last couple of years, meeting people from Clemens, uh, Sherry from Han from uh, um, Sam Adams, Adams, and people from Majestic, they really take it personally. Oh, yeah. It's not just like, oh, well, yeah. we have to write a check. Like They put a lot of effort Absolutely. into the sponsors. I think one of my favorite parts of the year is Sherry and her coworkers invite us over to the brewery. And we get to go and um, talk to them. And when you walk in those doors, they're so excited to see you. It's not that they're just writing a check. They're excited to tell you about the event. They're excited to tell you how many people they had, what the day was like, where they were. You know, and I think that's a blessing. It's just a blessing mm -hmm. that they're that passionate and excited. And they do so well. We're so proud of them. Yeah. You know, and that's just one example. Yep. And I imagine that your um, approach to sponsors, both in terms of how you speak to them and your confidence level, I guess, and you know what you can do with them has changed a lot since then. At first, you're probably like, I wonder if anyone will sponsor this walk, <laughs> which anyone would yeah, feel, right? Yeah, and right. Then now it's like, yeah. what you guys should be sponsoring this walk. Well, you know, Tony, it's really much like the sales um, world and the business world. You know, you had a lot of cold calls back in 2003, a lot of door knocking, a lot of, you know, and I always said to every a lot of people in the ALS office is that, Part of the battle, and I think we still face this a lot of times, is the educational process. You can knock on doors and make phone calls and say, you know, would you be interested in being a sponsor for the Lehigh Valley ALS Walk? 
Well, what is ALS exactly? I might, I'm, I kind of have an idea, is that similar to this disease or that disease? So your starting point really is from an educational perspective. And that's very difficult. That's very difficult for somebody who has never had any exposure to ALS to explain to them verbally. Um, you can tell them, but I don't think it really sinks in until they can have a visual or they actually meet somebody. And that's why in the past we've done corporate breakfasts, which mm -hmm. Um, that allows the corporate sponsor to invite their contacts to come in and have breakfast with us and we bring our patients to that breakfast where you can start to say this is the connection this is this is really what we're doing and this is why we're doing it and to hear you know one of my fond memories is Hank speaking at Coca-Cola Park to one of those groups and you literally see the audience tearing up because um, he's a great guy he's a funny guy but reality is still reality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want that disease to go away for Hank. You want it just to go away. He doesn't deserve it. Nobody right. does. Right. And do you think that those conversations are easier easier now in terms of more people have become aware? And not even, yeah. not even just with last year with the Ice Bucket Challenge, but I feel like the awareness... In it, this area, because of the work they've been doing for 10 years. It certainly has definitely improved. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's as foreign as it once was. Um, we have um, one or two young patients, and I think they've helped us, too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people that are, are fathers with ALS that have small children. And um, when you have people like that in the community, they help. I mean, even though the longevity of the walk has certainly helped us approach sponsors, um, those individuals also. It, it, it's It's... It's so dependent. Everything is so dependent on each other. But yes, to answer your question, it has become easier. Um, you know, we've gone through economic trials while we've gone through this walk. So, you know, some years have been easier than others. It's still a priority for us. And it's still not easy. Um, easier, yes, but not easy. You still have to make your case. You still have to make sure that they have that visual that we just talked about or to get them to meet a patient to really understand if they don't have a coworker or somebody who is in their office that their money is going somewhere that is just so important. Yeah, I think that's an important thing. We don't ever want to say that it's ever easy because it's never easy getting these walks together. All of the events um, pose their own challenges and making people understand the disease. Even after last year, a lot of people mm -hmm. have no idea what's going on. Right, right. Um, but I think that, you know, just the awareness in the community has grown. Mm -hmm. um, I think having the walk here, I think um, this is an interesting walk because every year um, the the number of people that attend the walk grows as well as the amount raised. Um, some of our other walks, you sort of have those ebbs and flows where one year we sort of go off the charts and then the next year, for whatever reason, we're a little bit lower. And, you know, you kind of have, um, like I said, the ebbs and flows. But the Lehigh Valley Walk has just always kind of gone on this sort of this gentle slope up the hill. Um, you know, Holly mentioned the first year we raised uh, 40000 um, Last year we raised um, over 175000 And this year we should be, we should, we're on target to raise a little bit lower than uh, two hundred thousand and it's just it's sort of this um like i said a gentle slope up the hill but um i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we're identifying people in the area and our resource group um has really really been a source of um awareness for both the walk and the als association so i think coupling all of that together um is part of why the, this walk continues to grow and um to be a really strong presence um in the lehigh valley 
I think the Lehigh Valley itself has evolved. If you just take a look at that from, I mean, a, per, a quick perspective is we've really seen a lot of growth with the Iron Pigs mm-hmm. and the PPL Center down downtown in Allentown. Um, so I think all those good things happening here in the Valley certainly helps us, um, you know, grow as a community and brings, you know, maybe more people in to us. And we can probably give credit to the walk for the whole Lehigh Valley growing. Right? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Of course, it's all exactly. about the walk. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know any We could just credit it to me. You know, all, it's all about Holly Bennett and Sure, Lehigh why not? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we said you were going to cure all sorts of other social ills earlier in this podcast. Why not? <laughs> Take care of it all. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you don't know of a great metropolitan area that doesn't have a walk to the PDLS, right? No. Every one of them does. There you go. Um, so, but to talk about the walk, uh, specifically, if you want to join and you should, whether you're in the Lehigh Valley or want to visit for the walk this, uh, upcoming fall, go to www.lehighvalleywalktodefeatals.org. Very simple web address to remember. If you Google it, it's the only one you'll find. So again, www.lehighvalleywalktodefeatals.org. You can, uh, start a team. You can, uh, just support a team that's on there. You can get all the information you need. Uh, and really, we're talking about the, the internet. When you first started, I'm sure the approach to the walk Mm-mm. was different than it is now. I mean, yep. back in 2002, a lot of people were still using AOL. Of course, a lot of people we know still are using AOL. <laughs> um, but, you know, things were a lot different in the approach to how the fundraising was done and the awareness was driven than it is today. Well, there wasn't even online fund uh, online mm-hmm. registration the no. first year or two of the walk. Um, yeah. You couldn't register online. You couldn't set up a fundraising page. Um, it was really all cash and checks. Um, we would we would leave a walk with just bags of money, binders of events, and bags of money. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to get bags of money, you can still get with a big dollar sign Absol- on it. Absolutely, we love that too. Um, but I think that you know the on so then slowly online registration became a thing, and everybody you know did their uh, registered online and did their fundraising online, um, and now social media has really kind of upped the game as well. Um, you know we have the ability to uh, fundraise through your Facebook pages and your social media, um, uh, start, you know, your social media tools. Um, and now there's mobile giving. So there's, there's so many more ways to get involved and so many more ways to fundraise for the walk. So there's really not an excuse not to. The tools keep improving. Yes. And of course it makes, and we're going to be talking in a future podcast about brain computer interface where you can control things with your brain, eventually a person with ALS who sadly will have lost their functions with our movement will be able to donate to a walk but with their brain waves. Absolutely. We, we will have that ready soon. <laughs> I, I, you should be working on it now. But uh, hey, so that drastically changed your approach to the walk as well, right? Because now, well, now in addition, you have people that register for the walk that you never heard of, whereas yep. before you probably would have known when they registered. Yeah. So you're, you're, you come to the walk, going to meet people you would not have known to meet, right? Mm-hmm. So what's what's that been like to you with this new like in terms of how 2015 is different from 2003? I mean, it certainly has been all positive. I think um, in terms of accessibility and in that there's always a learning curve, um, you know. Um, but I, I I don't I don't think there's been any negatives that I could mention. Um, it truly has just opened doors to help communicate. Um, Events, you know, deadlines, uh, motivating walkers, motivating team leaders. I mean, we can communicate to them much easier now, which we did not have the capability right. of doing when we started. Um, that in itself is a huge, a huge benefit. Um, and then again, the ease of, of giving online. I mean, we can tell before we hit walk day kind of where we Very stand because day. it's already 
electronically been done. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's great. It, it, it really is wonderful. Um, and then also, like you were saying so many times about how you would have everyone here at your table, mm -hmm. and now you can communicate with that community you've grown online as well. And so those friendships and those bonds can Absolutely. be strengthened. And, and I think that's an important point. I mean, beyond even the planning of the walk, which is, you know, uh, one of the primary ways we do communicate, is that we do keep in touch with a lot of people that aren't on the committee about the walk throughout the year. You know, so it's, it's another way, whether it's Facebook or, you know, any of the other social mediums that we can just say, hey, we're, we're working already, that we're working already on next year's walk. Um, it's a way that we can we can let everybody know that, you know, we start planning for this walk pretty much after the last one ends. And it's a great way to keep in touch with people and say, listen, if you have any leads, let us know, you know, if you want to contribute in any way or add something new to it. Um, a way that we can informally do that through social media is just a, a great asset to have. So, Yeah, that's a good way for both of you, I'm sure. Um, that you immediately have something to keep the people connected. You want people to know, well, I'm not going to stop talking to you the next day because I'm the walk organizer. Like, we're going to keep this conversation going immediately afterwards. Absolutely. I mean, the walks are year-round. Um, we are planning them year-round. Uh, we, you know, as Holly mentioned, once once the one walk is done, we are working on the next year's walk um, because, you know, this is something that... Uh, you know, we need to keep these walks going. We need to keep the funds that are raised at these walks. Um, you know, last year we raised $1.8 million through our walk program. Uh, we're one of the top walk programs in the country. So, um, you know, and, and that doesn't happen, you know, three months out from the walk. Um, it also doesn't happen overnight. It does not happen overnight either. We, we really, I mean, I, I always kind of talk about the, the, the very first walk. When we started this program, the very first walk, we had one walk that raised $118,000. And last year we had seven walks that raised one point, over $1.8 So that's really uh, developed. The, the, the walk program has really developed. Um, we work very closely with our national office to make sure that this national signature event um, meets the standards that are expected and um, I think that when you come to walk you'll see you know those standards and you'll see it's a great event um, and and it's something that uh, is so very necessary that you know one day we hope it's not necessary but for right now it is very necessary and those standards keep increasing oh yeah and we weren't gonna <laughs> go by the same standards as 2003 absolutely and then also like you said um, you we you can keep it's a year round of thing. So we had three walks already this mm -hmm. spring. You can go www.gpcwalkdefeatals.org and give to any walk, yes. even the ones that have already happened, because it's not like well we don't need any money anymore. You know we, you can keep supporting any of those walk teams that happened already. Absolutely. So, so um, one thing that's definitely changed the awareness was last year's ice bucket challenge. I know we had a lot of media attention here in the Lehigh Valley that went to the walk and. It would seem like every day as communication director, I had to get in touch with Holly specifically because <laughs> up here they wanted to talk to someone and you were available. Right. So what was that like for you becoming a major celebrity, <laughs> a minor celebrity? Um, well, it was very glamorous. No, um, it was it was really exciting. It was actually really exciting. I remember looking at my husband and saying, it's happening they're getting it. They're, mm -hmm. the, the, the community, the, the media, they're getting it. Now it's true because they didn't sit there and be like, what's this? Like the people at WFMZ, they knew what they were talking about. Yeah. And they were excited and 
it was it was a great forum to educate. It was a, it was a great forum to educate. It was fun. Um, when I first heard about it, I thought. Seriously, why couldn't I have thought of this? <laughs> Seriously, like, um, so I. Well, you got so much else on your plate. Remember? Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but dumping water over my kids' heads—how much fun would that have been? Yeah. Um, but um, no, it, it was—it was a great idea. It caught on. It was very trendy. It—it it just was. The timing was perfect but exciting. Like it didn't stop. Like mm -hmm. you heard major, you know, you, you mentioned the Lehigh Valley really took onto it. I mean, on um, the local news, uh, everybody like Melanie Falcony, Melanie Falcon at channel 69 and Bo Colt now at channel 69 news. They, they were phenomenal. They wanted to know more about it. They wanted to not only hear about it once they wanted follow-ups. They mm -hmm. wanted to know what was going on. And they were attracted because it was, it was just so hot everywhere. I mean, you saw major celebrities challenging each other. Bill Gates. I mean, I mean, it was just fun. And, boy, it was serving a wonderful cause. And it was effective because not only were people doing the action, they were donating the money. And we saw that at the walk. We saw it directly hit the Lehigh Valley walk. And it was fun because people wanted to come out and be part of it. And that was it. They wanted to be part of what was going on. And ALS was it. So I think our goal is to continue that. I mean, obviously, momentum has, has slowed around the ice bucket challenge. But I don't think the momentum has slowed about what our goals are and where we're going and how important it is to us. And it wouldn't necessarily have been, it wouldn't have benefited the walk if you hadn't been spending 10 years growing mm -hmm. the walk. If there wasn't a medium there or the, or the online portion of it. You know, if the Ice Bucket Challenge had happened in 2003, maybe it would have raised $15,000 because there wouldn't have been a medium to do it. Right. So, you know, obviously you look at it as, well, we've been building to this for years, not this specifically, but now it's coming to fruition. Absolutely. And we had, you know, we saw a lot of new teams um, based because of the Ice Bucket Challenge. Um, there was interest in, in the association. There was interest in doing something for ALS. Um, and what what I loved was we had something to offer to people who were interested in getting involved in some way. So the timing was absolutely perfect for the Lehigh Valley Walk because the Lehigh Valley Walk was in October. Mm -hmm. The Ice Bucket Challenge sort of took off the whole month of August a little bit into September. So it gave us plenty of time to say to folks, I know, you know, it's great that you want to do something for the ALS Association. Why don't you come out to the Lehigh Valley Walk? Um, and it was nice to be able to give them that tangible thing because once they came to the walk um it's one of those things where you come to the walk and you meet people and then you can no longer say i don't know anybody who has als mm -hmm. now you do and once you know somebody who has als i was i truly believe that if you meet somebody who has als you're going to want to help and that's what happened um, with all the sponsors over the years. Mm -hmm. a lot Absolutely. Of them... A lot of them kind of signed on because of somebody asked them to or there was some sort of reason why they did it that was sort of separate from knowing somebody with ALS. And then they started coming to the walk and they started meeting people and they got involved with people. And now they have friends that have ALS, which mm -hmm. 20, you know, 10 years ago they didn't. Um, and I think that really makes a difference. And I remember talking with Sherry from... Uh, Sam Adams, how many people after getting involved were willing to talk about mm -hmm. their ALS. So maybe they didn't know they knew someone with ALS, but now because of the walk, they're willing to talk about it too. So we've had a lot of um, good things happening recently, a lot of things to look forward to this year. Um, but before we go, are there any cool stories or fun or amazing stories that happened over the years that we really should not leave without, that we want to let people know about, that make the walk stand out to you? Yeah, I think um, Alice and I would agree that um, 
What was the name of the hurricane? Hurricane Ivan. Right there's a good intro. What was the name <laughs> of the hurricane that we had? So Hurricane <laughs> Ivan was on its way, and I'll never forget, um, at that point in time, our walk was being held in Center Valley, and we were watching the weather stations the night before, a couple days before, knowing that this storm was really going to come. And I remember leaving the site of the walk that Friday. Our, our walks were on uh, always on a Saturday. And somebody caught me in the parking lot and said, oh, maybe it'll miss us. I said, okay. So <laughs> the next morning I woke up, as we do very early on walk morning, where the committee usually is on site by 6 o'clock in the morning to prep um, for the walkers and, and the sponsors that are coming. And my husband said he wasn't going to get home that early in the morning, and it was down torrential pouring rain. And I left, and I white-knuckled it all the way down to Center <laughs> Valley from here in lovely Nazareth, Pennsylvania. It's the second most famous Nazareth in the exactly. world. Exactly. <laughs> and I got there, and I just sat, and Allison wasn't there, and she wasn't coming, and she wasn't coming. And finally, we got the phone call. Would you like to pick up there? <laughs> Absolutely. So we had been driving from our offices in Ambler up um, 309, oh, and awesome. we got stuck. Um, <laughs> we were driving up 309, and there was a Jersey barrier and a huge, huge puddle of water, and the van literally got stuck in this puddle of water and died in on the middle of 309 with all of our things with all of the things all for the, the walk things. everything and for the walk in there and so julie and i julie was my co-worker who was driving up there with at the time we bailed out of the van and ran across the street and billy in a white jeep picked us up and <laughs> drove us to we were, we were about four miles from the walk site i mean and uh, billy drove us to um the walk site and holly's dad had a truck and yeah. so holly's dad and i drove back and we offloaded everything from the van into into um tom's truck and um then drove back and and set up for the walk yeah, did. and i remember jim i mean the whole time i'm like jim don't you think we should have rescheduled this. And he's like, no, Holly, the walk must go on. Yeah. And I said, okay, Jim. And then we got to the point where we were going to walk. We were going to go out and walk. And, and everything was going well. We had a decent crowd. Yeah. I think we had we over had about, 300 people. Yeah, we had a, yeah. We had a very large facility, so we could put them all in, um, in the building. And he said, okay, Holly, it's time to walk. And I said, uh-huh. It was pouring rain. Right. It's a hurricane. And I'm like, you want us to walk? He said, well, you need to ask these people if they want to walk. I said, Jim, I think that's pretty obvious. They're not going to walk. He said, you need to ask them, Holly. I'm like, okay, Jim, I'll ask them. So I got up on the microphone and I said, okay, you know, we really want to thank everybody for coming out. I mean, it was really quite dangerous. And we were just overwhelmed with the amount of support we got. And I said, so the question is, do you all want to go outside and at least do one walk around the building? We weren't obviously not going to walk three miles. And the response blew me away. They were screaming and yelling yes, we want to do this, we want to walk, we want to get out there, and, you know, what's a hurricane in comparison to ALS, really? And and that's really what I took away from that day. So my image is all these umbrellas out there walking around this this building, yeah. and um, we were soaked and wet, and, and it was quite an adventure. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, wow, that just talk about community support right yeah. lehigh valley really pulled through for us that morning because to come through on a hurricane and to actually want to get out there and you know like i said what's a hurricane in comparison to having als it's and hard to make excuses for anything after that i know right? yeah. it truly yep. was yeah. you know and you know i learned also not to push jim about moving the date because he's like, <laughs> no, we're doing it and you know it, it really worked out for the best it, it it was a good a really good day
And we still always want to say thank you to Billy and the White Jeep. That's all we ever, <laughs> that's all we ever knew about them. But without Billy and the White Jeep, Holly would still be waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> Allison Walker's always depended on the kindness of strangers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, not even a hurricane can stop this walk. Uh, can't stop Holly and Allison at, at the Lehigh Valley Walk to Defeat ALS. So um, we're looking forward. It's in a few weeks. October 17th. October 17th. I, was, I just didn't want to be the one to say it and then trump you. <laughs> so Saturday, October 17th, at the Iron Pig, where the Iron Pigs play at Coca-Cola Park in mm-hmm. Allentown. Wonderful location. Easy to walk. Yep. It's, it, a, great, it's a great walk route. And it's neat because you get to walk on the warning track, which a lot of people love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's dog friendly, so you can bring your dogs. Yeah. Lots of fun for the family. Um, just, just tons of things to do. Some, you know, we have different vendors every year, but there's always food. Thanks yep. to Linda Trella, my mom. She's, and the rest of the committee, but she really works hard every year to to talk to our faithful sponsors. Absolutely. And, uh, we usually have a really good snack table, and we have all kinds of things. And, face uh, painting, moon face bounces. Painting, moon bounces, music. Great DJ, um, DJ yeah. Scotty G. Yeah, it's it's great. It's I really love good. the walks where we're at a ballpark, whether it's Miley Parks here or Lakewood or at the uh, um, Citizens Bank Park because the parking is easy, yep. it's flat, accessible bathrooms, places to eat. Yeah. It's a very nice place. So thank you to the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs for Absolutely. many years of support. Um, so we'll see you guys and how many people else on the seven? At least a couple hundred. Oh gosh, we have grown at this point. Um, you know, Holly was talking about the, sort of our first uh, few walks that were 300, 400 people. Um, we've grown to about eighteen hundred walkers, um, which it's just amazing to see that many people um, coming out to support the walks. Um, you know, kind of going back to when we sort of were a baby walk, and now we're now we're a big walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're a teenage walk. We're a teenage walk. <laughs> oh well, hopefully you're a lot nicer than other teenagers might be. Yeah, yeah, we're not. We, we're a teenage walk without the mood swings and, and the uh, nastiness. <laughs> and from going to walk at 6 a.m., I know we're also a teenage walk without the sleeping in. There you right. go. <laughs> so, well, we look forward to seeing the meet close to 2,000 people on October 17th at the Lehigh Valley Walk to Defeat ALS, Coca-Cola Park in Allentown. Uh, sign up at www.lehighvalleywalktodefeatals.org. Or you can just give generally if you can't come to that walk, um, though you should still support it. Um, you can go to www.alsphiladelphia.org. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and uh, even our Vine account, um, which has been used once, <laughs> at ALS Philadelphia. And so thanks, Holly and Allison, for taking an hour here in the second best Nazareth in the world. There you go. Thanks come for back having anytime. us. Yeah. <laughs>